This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X-ray listener, best-selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at xraylistening.com. And welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics podcast. With me today, I've got Peter Wright, who's someone I've known online for ages and ages, um, and we chat about lots of things. Um, but Peter, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm uh, I'm Peter Wright. I'm although I'm retired, I look after my dad. But mainly, my activity away from the, from home is that I work uh, in sports performance. Um, I coach cricket in schools with uh, children varying ages and also at, uh, at our club. And um, I also coach the local rugby team. So I've, you know, I, I've, that's the bit that keeps me sane, if you like, um, because I'm, I'm working with people of considerably much younger age than I am. And uh, it, keeps me, it keeps me on my toes and it keeps me, uh, keeps me sane, really. And of course, that's what captured my attention when I was thinking who would be interesting to talk to on the Collaboration Dynamics podcast, because you have, an, because of your position with all those sports teams, you have a unique point of view on collaboration. So for you, when collaboration is at its best, that's like what? The... The, the feeling, the image that comes up really first is that I'm rather like the conductor of an orchestra and there are many instruments within the orchestra and they've all got to, they've all have their own music, they all have their own lines if you like, um, but we've also got to merge them into, into a, a feel like a fusion of performance that uh, has meaning for both themselves and for the listeners. So that's that's really how how in a sense my my role is. It's it's uh, it's about the way I want them to play, but it's about allowing them to express themselves at the same time. Mm. And when it's so you're like the conductor of an orchestra and they're like a fusion of performance. Yeah, you could uh, you could say that's that's it. It's it's a rather sort of unique kind of scenario, mm-hmm. but um, you know it, it all it it involves all the individuals as well as if you like the the collective the collective uh, expression of all those individuals as well. Mm. So, is there anything else about the individuals? In terms of the individuals, their role is is about also playing at their best. Mm-hmm. Um, because when they're not at their best, it uh, it affects, if you like, the overall the overall sound of the performance or the overall uh, the, the overall expression of the performance. And also, it's uh, you know it's about affecting the others within the within the orchestra within the team as well mm-hmm. and what kind of orchestra is that orchestra when they're playing at their best mm. <laughs> uh, it's 
it's a it's a happy orchestra it's a, it's an orchestra that is enjoying playing uh, as uh, for themselves for the people around them and also for the for the audience it's it's that kind of sort of uh, a flowing expression of uh, of of how they want how they want this whole performance to come across mm -hmm. and what kind of flowing is that flowing of the flowing expression uh it varies with the sport um let's say for rugby for instance the flow of the way the team plays is is all right it's not essentially about where the ball is but it's also about how how the players are flowing into the right positions relative to the ball and relative to what their teammates are doing mm -hmm. and that's um, so in rugby that it's like that what about in cricket uh, in cricket it's uh, there's a there's the performance of the fielding team which has to ebb and flow um, you know within within where the batsman has struck the ball um, and also it, it's it, it, for the batsman it, it's it's about what's happening r relative to you the partner at the other end you know it's uh, it's little teams within within a bigger performance so so you know everything is about you know small small teams within within the overall team small teams middle mid-range teams big teams and it's uh you know, the whole dynamic of it is is a fascination really mm. and so it's about the individuals and about the collective expression that fusion of performance and that flowing expression is there anything right. else about the fusion of performance if they're not switched on to each other then they're acting in isolation they're playing in isolation mm -hmm. and you know that that is okay for certain uh, particularly in rugby for certain positions um, but it doesn't work if you've got even in let's say a small team where individuals are playing out there their performance their game but nobody's with them mm. you know they'll they'll soon if you know if a player if a player takes the ball into a into you know into, into contact on his own with no teammates there to if you like secure the ball and, and recycle it for the you know for the next phase of play then you know the ball is lost and suddenly the team who's attacking is in defense mm -hmm. and um so you really have to it has to be an awareness of of you know both the the person who's carrying the ball and also the, the people around them mm. as to how they're going to how they're going to move into the next phase of play after the one they're in at the moment mm. so so they need to be the individuals need to be switched on to the people around them what kind of switched on is that uh it's it's switched on in the sense of of if you like taking in all the sensual information that tells them where they need to be next but also they need to be switched off in terms of their ego mm. because you know as we know in in sport the more the more the ego comes into play um if you like the, the less the performance uh functions well mm. and uh, 
And although you could say, yes, or if somebody's doing something individually brilliant, they're only able to do their brilliance um, if their own ego is out of the way. Because mm-hmm. we know in sport that if, if we get in our own way, then the performance sort of crashes um, uh, very quickly. And, and anybody who ever talks about, you know, what, what, you know, about the performance they've done today or at any time, if you want to play your best, in actual fact, we need to get out of our own way. Mm. So if anybody is, you know, well, that's the thing that needs to switch off in, in any performance, whether it's an individual or an individual in a team context. So brilliance is down to, you know, the expression in the moment. Um, rather than somebody saying, well, I'm going to do this all on my own. Because mm. the minute they start thinking that, <clears throat> then the, their own performance goes as well. <coughs> Sorry. Mm. So part of me wants to get back to that uh, orchestra metaphor, and part of me is just really, really curious about uh, how the switch on and the switch off works. Um, so they need to switch on to the people around them and switch off their ego. Um, yeah. What kind of, <clears throat> well, I suppose the first question is, is that switch on and the switch off, are they the same kind of switch? Uh, I would say, the first answer I would say intuitively be no. Mm. They're, not, they're not the same kind of switch. Um, because why have I said that? It's a good question. Mm. I think at the start of a game, at the start of a game, there's we're all in a you know everyone is in a particular state, a particular frame of mind, a particular state, and we need to the team needs to be switched on prior to that mm-hmm. so that they actually go into the game already in you know in in a situation where they are switched on and how people switch on before a game that's that's as as basic an individual as as the if you like the 15 15 players in a rugby team or the you know all the you know the the players in a cricket team or any team or even an individual how we switch on i mean it's easy if you're a, if you know if you're a, a let's say a singles tennis player you can you can have your own strategies and techniques for being able to switch on the moment the contest begins but if you're if I'm working in a sort of a team situation if everybody isn't able to manage how they switch themselves on you know let's say in a team of 15 rugby players you've got three who've got you know, who can switch themselves on and 12 who, who can't, who are relying upon the people around them or me, then, you know, it's uh, they're not going to be ready at the start of a game. Mm-hmm. And so, that switch, you know, on, they, that switch <clears throat> on you've just talked about, is that still switching on to the people around them or, or, or is it, have I misunderstood? It's switching on to the people around them mm-hmm. and away from their own ego. So both processes happen before the game starts? They have to, otherwise you don't. You're not in the contest for the for you know until that starts. Mm. You, you know, you're playing, but you're not functioning that well. Mm. So both processes happen before the game starts, and they're different kinds of switch: the switch on and the switch off. 
I would say so. Yes. Is there anything else because about that? the how I look at performance is that if there's a lot going on pre-match, and you know we all have. Uh, everybody has thoughts and everything swirling around inside their heads, uh, conditions, feelings within the body, let's say pre-match nerves, all that kind of thing. Um, how how quickly they can move from that into a position whereby they are, that isn't the important thing. That may still be going on, but the important thing is that they, they get into a state whereby they are, able to focus their attention in a directed kind of way, as opposed to, if you like, at the mercy of the circumstances around them. Mm -hmm. So the the match preparation is really about being, yeah, becoming aware of everyone else around you, but also, you know, switching into a state of being able to uh, pay attention to what, doesn't require too much thought. Mm. And what's the relationship between that process and collaboration? In it's interesting this thing about focus because when we have an open focus, we, we we're taking data in from you know, from a wide bandwidth, if you like. Mm -hmm. If we have narrow focus, it, we're taking our data in from a narrow bandwidth. And for us to be aware of, of the other players, we need to open out that bandwidth. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, we've got no idea. You know, we may be running with the ball and have no idea about who's on our left, who's on our right, who's behind us, what's coming in front of us. We're just you know, in uh, narrowly focused on, on that, you know, on that I'm running with the ball. Uh, once the focus is opened out, then our awareness of everyone around us becomes much more, uh, much more part of our sensual experience. Mm -hmm. And it's the sensual experience that, you know, if you like, one, it, it's rather like, an, you know, it's like on a continuous loop. When you, once you step onto that, then it's easy to keep that moving. It's, mm -hmm. you know, the pre-match has to be, well, let's open the focus. And then we, we gain an awareness of everyone around us. Mm. If we don't open the focus, we never will. So we may, as well, we may as well be in a changing room with 15 booths and we don't know, you know, or we're blinkered and we don't know who's who else is there. Mm. So opening that focus is part of that switch or is that switch yeah it's i'd say it was part of um and a fairly big part of mm -hmm. once because the, the by the byproduct of opening our focus actually facilitates the switching off the ego mm. so opening our focus facilitates switching off the ego and opens up the bandwidth so we're taking more information in yeah so in a way you could say that the switches are you know it's it, they might seem to be two different switches uh, this is why i paused when we were talking about the switches before but mm -hmm. now it, it's it's clear that yes they're two different switches but but if you like there's one overarching switch which deals with both of them one one bringing it on 
and at the same time the other one gets gets turned down mm. or, or, or they're like variable switches rather than on off switches right so variable switches and there's the overarching switch and as you open the focus the overarching switch then one gets turned up and one gets turned down and they're variable switches rather than on off switches yeah i'd say variable because you know it's a it, it's it's rather like if when we we can either dive into a cold water swimming pool or we can ease ourselves into it mm -hmm. uh, and I think that how we do it individually is is a matter of our own choice, which works best. Mm. But I think as a collective, as a collective, I th I think probably the easing into it, hence the variable variable nature of the switches. Mm. And ooh, there's so much to ask you about now. <laughs> when all of that happens before the game starts that opening of focus and that overarching switch and the the switching on to the um, other players and switching off to the ego and you are like the conductor of the orchestra is there anything else about you when all of that's happening there is because I've got the baton in my hand mm -hmm. and how I'm playing within this dynamic is equally important to if you like the end of finished performance the way it sounds the way it the way it comes across it, well what I'm doing is equally important as, as how I'm directing the players mm. so what are you doing with your baton? It, well for a conductor he has to beat time mm -hmm. that's his if you like that's part of his focal point for for the players mm -hmm. you know in a say in a 70-piece orchestra if, if if you aren't keeping good time then you know the players who need your your cue they're they're confused mm. they then try and start picking up the cues from, from from other places if you're not much good at it so mm -hmm. I, th I I mean I've never ever I'm not a student of music I'm, although I you know I'm a self-taught player um, but I've never studied it formally but I, I suspect that part of a conductor's role is starts with keeping good time mm -hmm. and and I know that as far as I'm concerned how I am being for the rest of the players is is it's it's, a, it's an importance to them um so that you know that my role fun functions better and that therefore if i'm keeping good time every time they look at me if i'm in an agitated state should we say you know as nervous as they are about this this particular game let's say then they'll pick up on that and it i won't be helping them i'll be keeping bad time mm -hmm. as opposed to keeping good time mm. so when if you're in an agitated state that will affect them what's happening with your switches i've it's interesting because i, I i've uh, i've developed this use of let's say using a clipboard uh to make notes mm -hmm. particularly in the first first half of a match 
the clipboard is rather like a, a switch. It takes me out of the, the, if you like, the emotion of, the, of what is going on on the field and my, my being drawn into that. It keeps me at arm's length mm-hmm. in terms of, um, you know, of, of taking notes about what's going well in the game, what needs to be uh, improved on, what the opposition are doing. So it keeps my focus in a good place instead of an emo- emotional place where I, you know, anything could happen. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes does. If I have the clipboard there, I'm I'm switched into a slightly more, if you like, broader role of data gathering. Mm-hmm. So I'm opening my senses, if you like, in, in in terms of data gathering, in order for me to be in a you know in a in a good switched on place, mm. as opposed to a, you know in, switched into something that is not going to help anyone. <laughs> yeah, so, so just having the clipboard switches you into that data gathering, open of open focus place yeah, it, it's it's that simple it it keeps me uh, it keeps me on task if you like mm-hmm. it the clip is almost like the baton in my hand <laughs> <laughs> um so when the clipboard is like the almost like the baton in your hand and you mostly use the clipboard in the first half of the game what happens in the second yep. half by then there's nothing else I that I can bring in terms of, if you like, controlling the players on the field. If you like, the the, the performance is going then mm-hmm. intuitively. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got over all the sort of, if you like, the getting the vehicle started. You know, all the pitfalls that will take place that take place in pre-match and first half and half time. Mm-hmm. What I say in half time is related to the clipboard. How I'm saying it to the players is related to the clipboard. They then, you know, they're almost flying solo in the second half. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, which is essentially it, everything's geared to how to reflect on the first half and, and how to reflect best on the first half to bring out the second half performance. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Everything else, they're they're in the middle of the performance. Mm. Although there's a poor timeout, um, that's my role in the second half is much more, uh, if you like, uh, just keeping an eye on certain individuals who may be ebbing and flowing in terms of their focus, rather than when in the first half I'm looking at much more how the the whole team is, the whole orchestra is playing, mm. and I'd not really ever looked at it that way before but thank you that's that's actually revealed something <laughs> as well that's one of the interesting things about doing these interviews you usually learn something too oh indeed <laughs> so thank you very much for sharing all of that that's absolutely fascinating for me i'm i you know it's it's a subject that i know very little about and um yeah i i just love hearing about it thank you my pleasure so if people are interested in what you've been saying on the, on this interview and would like to find out more about you, how can they get in touch? I'm, uh, they can get in touch by email or through my website, which is, uh, my website is uh, pjwhypno, all one word, dot co dot uk. 
and my email is peter at uh, pjwhypno.co.uk. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter on various guises. I'm Peter Wright on Facebook, and I'm Guru Pete on Twitter. Um, and you've got to share why you're Guru Pete. You've written loads of books, haven't you? Yeah, well, that's right. And they're all they're all books on uh, on uh, if you like self development, performance that that kind of genre, that kind of domain. And um, the uh, the guru came from, well, it's spelt in the French way, if the French ever spelled guru, G-O-U-R-O-U-X, um, because uh, it came from people I've coached rather than uh, <laughs> from anything I thought, oh, this would be nice, because they say, oh, yeah, Pete, you're my guru. And I'm thinking, actually, I'm, you know, we all have our gurus, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm clearly their guru. So I thought, oh, well, I'll just take it one stage further. There are no other guru peats in, you know, on uh, in that sort of, if you like, online named context. Wonderful. I, I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. It's been lovely talking to you. Um, I hope other people find it exciting. Likewise, Uni. Many, many thanks. And I'll speak to you soon. And after we finished recording, um, Peter was telling me that the reason he originally started doing the whole clipboard thing was to stop himself from ranting at the referees. Um, somehow the holding the clipboard changed his emotional state such that he was able to be a little bit more dispassionate and not get annoyed by the referees, which of course doesn't benefit anybody when it comes to, to coaching kids sport. So it's really working for him. And of course, he hadn't realized some of the um, implications in terms of the switches and how those switches worked. And once again, you, starting from a metaphor from that's like what has provoked an interesting conversation. Yes, of course, we drifted quite a long way from the original metaphor of the orchestra, and yet it was still there. That metaphor was like a thread through the interview, or if you like, like the conductor's baton, beating time gently, almost invisibly, as we talked, and still very much there, still very much a part of the interview as it played. If you want to know more about metaphor and how metaphor can work in collaboration, do please have a look at xraylistening.com and if you have any questions, any queries, or if there's anybody that you would like to hear featured on the Collaboration Dynamics podcast, please drop me a line. You can find a contact form on the website. <music>